Ladies and gentlemen, life's all about seizing opportunities. You need to be present, you need to be engaging, and you need to take chances. The wedding industry is no different, and you only get one chance to create the perfect day. Welcome to the show. Guys, my name is AJ Cruz. I'm the host of the Perfect Day Show, and I'm super excited about today's episode because I've been wanting to talk to these people for a while now. Now, they are two photographers, but we only have one with us today, so we have Daniel with us today. Do you go by Dan or Daniel? Daniel. Daniel? I'll I'll respond to either, but... I'm just gonna call. I'm gonna call you. Hey, guy. We'll we'll do hey, we'll guy. do that one. But um, we have Daniel here with us today. He's a phenomenal photographer. His wife is the exact same. Um, I really the reason I wanted to interview you guys was specifically, and like I told you off the show, was I feel like you guys could provide a lot of value and insight to the industry. And there's a lot of photographers and videographers, and I mean, just about anyone, any vendor in the industry who probably could get some value from the things that you guys have experienced. And so that's a big reason that I wanted to talk to you today. So I wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, the number one thing that I want to get into kind of is just for you to talk about your guys' origin story. So I want to know more how you guys got started and what sparked your guys' passion for photography. So, um, backing up to about 2010, um, I was working at a restaurant, um, uh, and was always interested in, in photography to some extent, um, never really pursued it as, you know, like a serious hobby or, um, definitely not as a profession, but, um, I was going on a trip and bought a camera, you know, um, it was a Canon 40D with a, you know, the little cheap 50 millimeter lens. Um, and, you know, I, I think that was in the spring of that year. And I don't really remember ever setting it down throughout that year. It was just kind of what I wanted to do, you know, um, it just kind of clicked for me, no pun intended. Um, and so Lauren and I met that year, um, and she wasn't in photography at all. Um, and kind of, um, well, she was working for my brother and that's how we met. Um, and, um, so we, you know, I, when I started out, I didn't really have weddings on my radar radar at all. It wasn't something that I was actively pursuing. Um, I wanted to do more kind of portraiture, editorial stuff, magazine work, ad work. That's kind of where was my dream to get into that world and the commercial side of things. Um, but we were young and we were uh, planning our own wedding. We got engaged um, uh, in uh, the beginning of 2011 and married. We got married later that year in August. Um, so kind of throughout that process and uh, of planning our wedding and just knowing friends getting married and people asking us to, Oh, you have a camera. Can you come do my wedding? Uh, um, it was kind of like, okay, well this makes sense to, to try at least. Um, so the first wedding, um, I did was in 2010, um, that fall, uh, I asked Lauren to come with me kind of help out, you know, make sure things are organized and we're, we're getting everything we need. Um, we just kind of loved it, you know, uh, we fell in love with the people, uh, that we met, you know, um, the ability to, to get to tell a story from a unique perspective where we're, we're kind of immersed into, um, 
a very intimate setting, you know, um, where everyone's happy and we're kind of this third party, just kind of like looking, looking in, you know, from almost like, a. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I feel like you're almost in outer space looking down on earth or something, you know, it's like you're, you're removed, but you're also in it, you know, pretty closely. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's everyone's closest friends, their family, there's, um, just a, a level of intimacy there that, um, we kind of really fell in love with. Um, and to be able to just, you know, document a day as it progresses in real time is a challenge, but also a really powerful thing to be able to do. Um, and, you know, our approach has changed over the last 10 years, big time, like of what we've put the focus in, you know, um, I think at the beginning, there's a little bit of, um, ego rather than confidence there. Like you're trying to make up for your lack of understanding of, you know, gear, technical stuff, um, just experience doing it. And, um, so your ego makes up for that a little bit. And then over time you develop just confidence in how you work and what, um, and what that looks like. So, it's been a learning experience. We learn something every single wedding that we do. Um, you know, every single day is different, no matter if it's the same venue, same, um, church, whatever. Um, the weather's always going to be different. Mainly the people are all going to be different. Um, all the relationships with friends and family are going to be different. So, um, that's what we really focus on and try to get in touch on a personal level with the people that make up the day. So, Definitely. Definitely. I like how you said that, like, whenever you go to a wedding, you, you're kind of removed from the wedding, but you get to experience it. I've always, and the reason I personally fell in love with weddings is because every time I go, it's like watching, I love like rom-coms and like romantic movies. I'm just like, I don't know if like, that's just kind of my thing, but like every time I go to a wedding, it feels like I'm just watching somebody else's love story, which you are. And for me personally, it's always been, I've always like tried to imagine myself in those situations. And every time I go to a wedding and every time I imagine myself in their shoes, I'm, it just makes me more excited and more excited for the day when I get to have my moment. Right. And so I don't know, it's just, it makes me super excited, but I mean, that's, that's really awesome. And I think you, I think you hit it right on the nose. Um, but I want to know, and I just kind of want to get into the thick of things is what's it feel like being one of the biggest, you know, photographers in the state of Nebraska? Like, do, do, do you feel like that? Do you feel like you are? Or? Well, I, I, I don't know uh, uh, what biggest means, but I think our experience has lended to having a good reputation mm -hmm. and we take huge pride in that of, of just, I mean, every single wedding that we, get, well, I, I shouldn't say every, but 99% are word of mouth and based on a firsthand experience, um, from another, either couple or a bridesmaid or even parents, you know, um, and that's, I mean, it, yeah, the work has to be good to some extent, you know, um, to, to get more work, but we really pride ourselves on giving people a good experience and, um, and being kind and friendly and honest and, um, open and willing to, to adjust and pivot and not let, you know, us get in the way. Um, so I think that has, um, been a, a big part of our success and, um, 
yeah, everyone wants to be successful and we're, we're so blessed that it, it, it's turned out this way for us. Um, we were, we were very lucky in the beginning to get, um, you know, any, any client who would, who would trust us to, to be there and, you know, be tasked with, um, you know, documenting this day, um, cause you don't get a, you don't get to do it over again. Um, and, yeah, it, it feels good to to earn that trust from from people on such an intimate and important day, you know. Absolutely. So I'm curious because I think this would be really beneficial for anyone listening. Is you know one thing that you had said was a lot of your guys' weddings, ninety nine. You said like ninety nine percent of the weddings that you got was from word of mouth. And so, as far as like the marketing side of things goes, how did you how you approach that over the past you know ten years of you guys doing photography like has has it all been a word of mouth or have you tried different approaches and where did you see the most success from um definitely most success from word of mouth um mm-hmm. you know we um we don't spend anything on advertising um we don't um spend anything on on ads or marketing um we rarely post on social media um anymore i mean we used to more um i think after every um shoot i would do you know maybe five years ago um kind of in the middle of our career um get right on on it and like post something and i I think that's really beneficial um you know our our lives have gotten busier and we we just haven't focused on the marketing side of it we've been really lucky because we've we've kind of got momentum because of word of mouth where, you know, we've shot 300 plus weddings and that's a opportunity for a referral from every single one of those guests that are there, you know, whether there's 10 or 300 guests at the wedding, um, if you have an impact on, um, how you approach the day in person and how, what you deliver too. So, um, that's that's been the the biggest thing is is word of mouth and referrals um and referrals from other photographers too you know um that that's huge um if you can connect with other photographers and um and we've never made like a deal it's like oh hey i'll give you you know this many referrals for this many referrals it's just kind of goes unsaid of people that we've we know like, um, that do an amazing job. People like Brett, like that you mentioned before, um, um, he's an amazing photographer, amazing guy. So that's, that's what we're looking for when we send referrals. Cause we take pride in that too. If someone's comes to us and connects with our work and, um, asks us to be there on their day, we want to make sure that we're sending them in the right direction too. Um, and so we've been fortunate to, to be on the receiving end of that as well. Absolutely. And you mentioned like, so you guys have done like over 300 weddings and, you know, each person, not, not even just like the wedding couples, but also, you know, the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, and then even some of their family, like those are all potential referrals. Right. But the other side of that is being able to capitalize on like really making those relationships because you can't get a referral if you don't, I mean, you could, but like you have a better chance of maybe getting a referral in this industry. If you really get along with that person, you create some sort of connection with them rather than just putting, I mean, all your focus on the wedding couple. Cause that is your primary goal, right? You're there to capture the wedding couple, but like you said before, you're there to create an experience. 
And to do that, you have to interact with everybody at the wedding, not just the wedding couple. And so I think that's a big thing for like people to take away too, is when you show up to a wedding day, don't be afraid to talk to grandma. Don't be afraid to talk to their cousin, you know? And I think there's a balance there too. And I think um, being able to read a room is huge. You know, um, not every grandma is going to want to be talked to and to be, um, have flatteries thrown at them, you know, and to be able to understand that and, and take an honest approach, I think is, is huge. I mean, there we've had referrals come our way because they've said, Oh, you guys were so much fun on so-and-so's wedding day. Like, you know, it, it was so fun to have you there. Like we laughed, we got along. And then there's been referrals that we've gotten. It's like, we barely knew that you were there and that's what we want, you know? So it comes down to knowing your client, knowing the room and knowing the audience to um, react in a way that puts everyone at ease. Because if you're there passing out business cards and being like looking for your next gig, it's not mm-hmm. going to fly well with most people. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I gave someone a business card at a wedding because we just don't have them. <laughs> you know, we, we have them, but they sit in a drawer and, um, and again, I'm not saying that is the, the way to do it because we definitely done that in the past but i think we've realized that that's not what we're there for um um, and approaching everything with just brutal honesty and it's going to be key because that's going to get that's going to connect with people the most that's a very unique perspective i've never heard anyone say anything like that before because like i mean well because like seriously like you think about like i mean i don't know like if you do you, like if you do listen to podcasts, do you listen to like business podcasts or anything like that? So like if you listen to any big entrepreneurial podcast or anything about like startups or businesses, like you always hear people talking about seizing opportunities. And whenever you're at any sort of function, networking event, gig, whatever you're at, to always talk to everyone and then pass out your business card or pass out a brochure or do something as far as like marketing your business because that could be like your next potential lead. But like what you're saying is almost like the opposite of like, like that's kind of the opposite of what you guys are doing. You're just there to create the experience. Right. And then that positivity flows into more gigs and like, you know, into the next year or the next few years. Right. Sure. It's, it's worked for us. You know um, it's more of our personalities to be um, a little bit more quiet and reserved. And um, we love minimalism. And I think that trickles down into everything, you know, um, into the work and, um, how we approach a day. And, um, you know, we're not, not going to be the loudest person in the room, you know, um, it's just not us. Um, and, uh, I think people respond to that, you know, when it's a good fit, you know, Oh yeah. other people respond to, you know, like someone who is going to amp everyone up and there's a place for that. And, um, we've just been fortunate that it's worked, worked for us. Um, you know, um, to some people it may sound lazy of like, Oh, they don't spend any time marketing or anything or on social media, but it, it's more of just kind of being quiet. You know, a lot of our, our clients don't want to be blasted on Instagram, you know? Um, and we've even had people come to us and be like, I noticed you don't post very much. We really don't want our photos on Facebook and social media and used as ads. And we're like, 
perfect. We're the right fit for you. Um, because, uh, yeah, not every, not everyone wants that. That's definitely. Good fit, definitely. So. That's awesome. That's super cool. And I think it says a lot because like, since you guys do such a good job, you know, you, you can like your clients do the talking for you, right? You don't, like you said, you don't need to, you don't need to put paid ads out there, you know, referrals, they talk about you, you give a good experience and become their friend. And it's like, there you go. So that's awesome. But, but having kids, I wanted, I wanted to kind of talk about this cause I recently just watched this. Have, having kids, uh, have you seen the movie soul yet? The Disney we movie haven't watched it yet. No. Okay. Um, okay. We want to, um, you know, it, it's funny with our, our son, Max, who, um, is six. He, um, he's a pretty emotional guy. And like a lot of the Pixar stuff is, is it's too heavy for him. You know, like <laughs> we watched Moana a couple of months ago and, um, with a grandma died, he, he just left the room. He was like, I'm, I'm going to go play downstairs. <laughs> and, um, uh, I, I totally appreciate that in him. And he would rather just watch a lighthearted 30 minute show than sit down for a movie, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited to watch soul. I, I've heard really good things about it. Do you, do you have Disney plus? We do. You do. You need to take advantage of that as soon as possible. I watched it last <laughs> night. I watched it last night and, um, life-changing movie. It really is. And I think I was talking with my sister and her boyfriend the other day and they were telling me to watch it, but, uh, it's very much so it gets there to entertain kids, but it's more geared towards adults, which is kind of a cool thing um, to see in a movie from them. But it's, it's, it's definitely, the messaging is definitely geared uh, towards adults. But, um, but yeah, so the whole idea behind it, I don't, I'm not going to ruin the movie for you at all, but like when you read the description in the movie, um, the messaging for it, and we, we have Dan, Daniel's kid right back there. So that's yeah, super awesome too. Just came in from playing in the snow so that they hear them. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. He's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I want to be in the podcast. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but the whole messaging behind the movie that they say in the description is, you know, like the main character and then like the other person in the movie, they go through like life, like discovering life's biggest mysteries. Right. And so trying to discover what their spark is and like discovering what their purpose is and making sure that they don't get the two mixed up. Right. And so I want to ask you when you were younger, what was your spark? What was your it's, it's a little cheesy to ask and it's kind of, it's a weird question to throw into a podcast, but what was your sort of like spark for a living? What was the thing that you wanted to be when you grew up? Cause like, was it being a wedding photographer or was it something else? Definitely not. You know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I, um, grew up, but I always had this vision of like, um, living in some, some city, um, and in a, a modern kind of condo space wearing having like a closet full of just crisp white shirts you know and that was it <laughs> I don't know where that came from or what that job even is or what that looks like but um there was always kind of this vision and that's definitely not where I'm at right now you know we live in an old house in Omaha and uh um so yeah I I don't know like that that's a good question you know I um when I was a kid I loved I was curious, you know, still am curious, um, um, was uh, like being outside, you know, running around. Uh, so, you know, there was never anything that was like, Oh, I, you know, I have to be a wedding photographer, you know, that's my, my destiny or anything. It, I'm glad it worked out the, the way it did because Definitely. it's been a, um, nothing but positive experience, but, um, 
you know, there was never uh, a, a goal to, to get to this point. I think I doing something creative was always in, in the cards. Um, um, being able to create something, whether it was design or, um, you know, photography or whatever. Um, I think that was probably the path I was always going to be on. Um, you know, uh, as I got older, I, I thought I would be more in the restaurant industry of, of cooking. Um, uh, and it, I kind of it was at a crossroads when I went full-time with photography of going one way or the other, whether it was food or, or photography. And I chose this path and glad I did still love to cook. Um, and that's probably why I still love to cook is because I didn't go down the other path. <laughs> Definitely. What's your favorite dish to make? Um, we like a lot of kind of Asian inspired food, you know, um, Thai food, um, uh, is, <laughs> Thai and Indian. We, I always lean that direction. Um, uh, salty, vinegary, sweet, uh, briny things or yeah, kind of what we gravitate to. We're pretty simple when we eat uh, at home, you know, we keep it pretty light and, and, uh, pretty easy. Um, we grill a lot too, you know, even in the winter, it's, it's a lot of grilling. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's good food. Uh, being Filipino, I grew up, I tried to grow up on eating Asian food, but my dad, I always fought my dad and I'd always end up eating like a Jack's pizza instead. And so he doesn't, he doesn't really appreciate me for that, but I've, I've come around in my, as I've gotten older. So, so one of my, our favorite dishes is like chicken adobo. So like, um, mm-hmm. like Filipino, like lacquered chicken on the grill. Uh, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. My dad always uh, makes like pancit, which is just like a noodle dish. And then uh, for dessert, he always makes what we call like rice cakes. Sure, it has a different name for it. You should definitely check it out. It's got like coconut juice in it. It's oh, it's so good. It's so good. But you should definitely check it out. That's awesome. Well, uh, Daniel, I kind of want to get to more into um, some of the other things that people like kind of want to hear about, which are um, some of the some of the hardships that you guys have faced in building this career that you that you guys work in now. Um, some of the mi- mistakes that you've like made, or you know, some of the things that you've struggled with as you've built this awesome career that we both love. Um, can you kind of talk about some of the things that you were like you guys had to kind of overcome to get to the point that you're at now? Yeah. I mean, the first couple of years were rough financially. I mean, just any gig based work where you're, you know, there's not a steady paycheck, you know, you're looking for the next job to, to make ends meet. Um, so it was hard. Uh, you know, I did so many things when I was starting out and went full time. Um, I was cleaning people's houses. <laughs> I was walking dogs, you know, I was, I was doing just random jobs that would come my way that I could, um, make a little bit of extra cash. Um, um, because I knew I wanted to do this, you know? Um, and that, that's one of the hardest things is to just, it sounds so cheesy, but to not give up in it and just stay focused and do what you need to do. Like if, if you have to go and be an Uber driver to like make, make ends meet to do what you want to do, um, do it as part of it. You know, um, it doesn't make you unsuccessful at it. It's just, it's, it's part of it, of, of just hustling to, to make it work and do what you need to do for your family, um, and for yourself. And, um, so that, that's always a hard thing, you know, um, 
it's also a seasonal job too. You know, um, I do quite a bit of commercial work now too. So um, weekdays and even the, the off seasons are stay relatively busy, but um, with, with wedding work being a big part of our, our income, you know, there's, there's not a lot between November and April 1st, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, so that can be hard just knowing how to, to say the financial stuff hands down is the biggest, you know, um, hurdle we've faced where, you know, we're not super good at managing money. We've gotten better with it. Um, um, and, you know, figuring out taxes and contracts and all of the, the legality stuff of running a business, any business is, is hard. So, um, you know, I encourage people to, to be tight with that, you know, and have people look over everything and a professional and have an accountant to handle taxes and stuff like that. Uh, if you can do it yourself, great, but it's not something that we can, it stresses me out. So it's just leave it for that part to someone else, um, to help guide, guide us through it. Um, you know, other, other things that have been hard too, is, um, um, letting people down, you know, um, we've never had anyone come and say, Oh, I'm really bummed with the photos, but we've had one experience where, um, we had dates wrong and we, we double booked a day and, um, thinking the wedding was scheduled for a Friday, but had the date wrong um, and showed up for a wedding on Friday and no one was there. And we're like scrambling to figure out what's going on. It's like, oh, finally figured out that the wedding is tomorrow and we have a different wedding that we have to be at. Um, that was a moment where it's like, I don't know if we can do this anymore. You know, just that feeling of letting someone down that much we got it covered. It's okay. Um, everything was reconciled, but it was a bummer for, for everyone to say the least, you know? Um, and that was early on. That was, um, maybe 2014 and, um, we recovered from it, you know, and got through it, but it was a moment where it's like, I, I don't know if this is right for us. If we're, if we let this happen, you know, should we be doing this anymore? So, uh, that was, that was probably the biggest thing that we've, <laughs> the biggest, the hardest that we've dealt with. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm actually reading this book right now. Um, my girlfriend got it for me for Christmas. It's called failing forward. And, um, I can't remember who it's by. Um, I'm almost finished with it, but that whole idea, it, it talks a lot about, um, we as humans naturally, like to get anywhere in life, we have to face failure at some point and we don't end up facing failure unless we take risks and we just like really try to push ourselves past our, what, what we think our boundaries are. And so like maybe for, in the, maybe in the wedding industry, that could be trying to book as many weddings as you can. But in turn, you know, if you're not used to organizing yourself or if you're not used to, um, you know, trying to keep dates, like that many dates in mind in a year, Sometimes you may face an issue like what you guys had where maybe you end up accidentally double booking and then, you know, the human mind is feeble, right? The, like we, we have cognitive gaps in our brains. And so we like, it never fails. We tend to forget, you know, we, we will always forget things. And I think it's a really big deal that you, like, I like that you mentioned that is, you know, that was a moment when you felt, are we even, should we even do this if we can't, you know, keep 
keep ourselves organized or that we can't keep these dates in order is because that's, that's a big defining moment, like a character defining moment almost where you guys didn't let failure, like one failure take you guys and completely tear you down. Instead of you utilize that failure and you turned it into more success, which is a really big deal because it's all about perspective and it's all about being able to take that next step. And so I think that's really awesome. And for anyone going into this industry of being organized is crucial, you know, um, being organized with bookings, um, times, timelines of the day, um, and, uh, file management too is huge. Um, you know, we've never lost any, any photos, um, and knock on wood, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like our system is pretty airtight, but there's always, there's always something that could go wrong. Right. Um, but you know, I've heard so many horror stories of, especially with newer photographers um, or videographers of not backing up their data. And um, I, I don't know how you recover from that. You know, that's, you know, if you double book, you can always get a replacement, you know, <laughs> and luckily, luckily we were able to for that particular wedding. But, you know, if you're there and you're, you're the photographer and you're shooting the day and you don't have your file safe and something goes wrong. It's that's a big one. I don't know if I'd be able to recover from that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you explain yourself too? like, I've like knock on wood, I've never been in that situation, but my, my buddy always told me two is one and one is none, right? If you don't have it in two places, you don't have it at all. If you only have it in one place, then you kind of, kind of, for me, it's, it's I don't have it in four places. I don't have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Where do you, where do you, where do you keep all your stuff backed up? Like, how do you stay organized with that? Um, I do everything just manually redundancy. You know, I, I use like time machine and stuff to back up. I don't use any raid systems. I like to just transfer everything manually. Um, so I use list C drives. Um, I think the one I'm working on now is 10 terabyte. So that's like, I have one working one backup and then I have, um, like a little rugged backup. I have just piles of these things that, that I take with me when I, whenever I go anywhere. Um, I love that. That, um, that way we have it, you know, and, and back blaze, you know, so everything's linked to our hard drives. And so we have stuff in the cloud. We have uh, four hard copies and uh, you know, everything stays on the SD card until it's done. So, um, you can't have too many, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how many places you have files in your house. If it's, if your house is gone, then files are gone. So keep one of these with you. Hopefully a wedding couple would understand if your house burned down. (laughs) I would hope so, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I literally like there was nothing I could do. <laughs> so obviously you mentioned a raid system. I was actually thinking about purchasing a raid system myself, like maybe a Synology or something. Cause I've done a little bit of research into them and it's kind of cool how they can write like the same information over to like three or four different drives. And if one fails, you can replace it. And the file is not like, it's like, so what, what, what makes you like not want to transfer over there? Just my own curiosity. I don't know. I, I, I like to see that I am manually like transferring I like to see, okay, transferring 9,000 files, you know, 
and watch it go and move and then see it. And I've never used a raid. I just, I, I'm not saying they're bad. I've never used one. I know a lot of people who use it and they're probably awesome. Uh, But, um, that just, my workflow is, I, the way I've been doing it for so long that (laughs) it's like religion, (laughs) right? Change right now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. When I looked at my first one, I don't have one, but like I said, when I looked at my first one, it was like super intimidating because you're looking at it and it looks like this behemoth of a toaster and you're like, I had to rather just transfer it onto my three or four drives and just call it good. (laughs) So it's a lot to look at, but, um, I kind of want to bring this whole conversation more so to a close. And I always like to finish off with, um, a little piece of advice for, um, whether it's wedding couples or creatives, but specifically in this case, um, then I want to ask you if you could give me your top three pieces of advice for creatives in the wedding industry who are either just starting off or they've been in this industry for a while, maybe something that kind of resonates with everybody what would be your top three pieces of advice let's see well first and foremost would be to um get to know who you're 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 shooting who you're working with and that doesn't mean send out a questionnaire with like what's your favorite animal or what, what are you listening to right now i think there's discovery and there i think there's value in getting to know them through the process when I do a family session uh, or engagement session, and it's usually the first time meeting meeting someone um, in person, uh, whether we've had a phone call or a Zoom call or whatever, um, you know, it's it's a lot of discovery on my end. I ask a lot of ton of questions, you know, um, not necessarily because it's like trying to pick their brain and do you know like find some nugget that's going to help me pose them better or something. It's just genuinely curious. And the more you can know someone personally, it's going to create trust and they're going to be able to open up more and, and, and be happier with the photos. You know, like if, if someone's having an experience where, um, they're not, not very comfortable or like they're, they're just, um, uh, you know, maybe the photos turn out great, like beautiful photos, you know, whatever. But if they didn't have a good experience during that time, they're going to look at the photos and, and remember that, you know? Um, so first and foremost, get a good experience, um, get to know people, find out what they're into and try to connect with them on, on that level. You know, I've photographed people that, you know, we have the same taste in music, same taste in food. You know, we travel to the same places. That's awesome, you know, but also photograph people that come from completely different backgrounds, maybe have completely different political uh, interests and ideologies or religious or anything like that. But you can still connect with someone because you're human, right? And like, there's there's always something that you can relate to and talk about and find humor in and interest. And I mean, people are fascinating. Everyone is. So um, you need to know that. Um, how many do I have to do? <laughs> two. Two. Let, you, can, you can do two more. Or that was a, that was a, that was a solid piece of advice. I love that, by the way. And with that too, I mean, they're all kind of related, I guess. But um, I mean, checking your ego at the door, I think, is huge too. Especially coming into a wedding, knocking on that hotel room, and leaving it at the door, and go in as a spectator and. Um, uh, be a reflection of the day rather than, um, making it 
about your work and and your passion and your thing. It's like, leave that all at the door. You're going to be so much better off um, uh, by giving it, giving it up and giving it to your clients, you know, and, and, and being more of a, a witness rather than a guide through it. You know, you don't want to dictate the day. Um, so what, what do I have to do? One more, <laughs> one more piece of advice. So let, let's see if we can squeeze one, one more out of you. Let's see it. Uh, back your shit up, man. Like back it up. Uh, Love it. Learn, learn the, learn the processes, you know, like learn, learn all the, learn the gear, of course, you know, um, but uh, have good file management and, and be responsible. Um, I, I think that's huge. Yeah, really. I mean, having that, having that organization is, a, it's a, it is a huge deal and it says a lot about your personality. And I think that it speaks volumes on where your career like will go in the future. If you can't really, if you can't tidy that up. Right. Right. So that's awesome. Well, Daniel, I wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show. Um, when you see Lauren, tell her that she missed out on a ton of awesomeness because this was a great conversation. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. I, I wanted to take a few seconds. Um, I, I, I noticed when I was, so I was like, I did try to do a little bit of research on all my guests whenever I have them on the show. And I was like Googling you guys. I was like trying to find like maybe some other podcasts you've been on or some articles that have been written on you guys. I can't find any articles on you guys. Do you guys do a lot of like PR at all or? No, not really. Um, no, we've been on a couple other, um, podcasts, um, you know, smaller ones, some local ones. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't really outwardly push for stuff. Um, we're always happy to, to talk to people about our experience. Um, yeah. if they're willing to listen. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we keep it pretty quiet over here. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, seriously, I appreciate it so much. And I do want to take like a few, like just a few seconds. If you guys want to tell like where people can find you, just cause I know some of my listeners are like wedding couples and some of them are creatives. If like, where can people find you or where can people book you or see your, yeah, company? sure. Um, so website is always great. Muller's photo.com, uh, is our website, um, where you can find portfolio, our, our journal, things like that. Um, which hasn't been updated since the end of 2019. So, uh, uh, and Instagram is great. Uh, Muller's photo at Muller's photo, um, is our business page. Um, if you want to follow along on our personal journeys, mostly photos of our kids, um, at DP Muller on Instagram and LC Muller on Instagram. And you know, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you know, you're like, you've made it this far. Congratulations. I super appreciate it. Go check out the Molars. They're phenomenal creatives and they're just phenomenal people. Um, in this conversation, I feel like has definitely shown that. So that's super awesome. Um, as far as support on our end, you know, we'd really appreciate if you guys checked us out on Instagram as well. We're at buttoned up weddings on Instagram, on Facebook, you can check us out at www.buttonedupweddings.com. And if you're listening to anything through our social media, you can find us at The Perfect Day Show on Spotify or iTunes. Um, be sure to give us a five-star rating. That'd be awesome. Um, but with that being said, guys, get out there. I hope you've taken notes. Really execute on these notes and go make the perfect day. See ya. See ya.